everybody. Welcome back to the She Viber podcast. Happy New Year. I hope you guys had an amazing holiday uh, despite the circumstances surrounding us. I hope you're able to spend some time with loved ones and just bask in gratitude for all the good things that came out of 2020. Even though it was a rough year and there was a lot of negativity to it, there were positives to it as well. And I hope you were able to sit down and really think about those positives and be grateful for them. Uh, Anyways, moving on, let's get into the topic for this week's podcast. This week, I want to take you back in time and share with you um, a little story about what I like to call the meltdown of 2019. If you have followed my blog on our website, uh, which is thatjardinefamily.com, um, side note, it's basically our fitness hustle website. So if you're looking to get into a new fitness and nutrition routine for the new year, you can check out our website and get some information on different programs that we offer and ways that we can help you hit your fitness and nutrition goals. Anyways, moving on, I posted a blog a while back that you that can be found on our website and it was all about the meltdown of 2019, which just so happens to have taken place at the happiest place on earth, which is Disney World. So I am a Disney fanatic. I absolutely love Disney World. It's my favorite place in the whole wide world. And I couldn't wait to be able to take my kids to experience the magic of a Disney vacation. Uh, So this wasn't our first time taking the kids to Disney World. We took them back in 2017. Yeah, 2017. So this was our second time. The kids are a little bit older. And so our, our plan and our hope was that we would get to take the kids every two to three years. So hoping to take them on a Disney cruise next year if, you know, COVID permitting and all that jazz. Anyways, back to the original story here. So we went to Disney with our kids. We had booked a four-day trip so we could do each one of the parks. I signed Harlow and Lane up for, uh, Harlow did the Bippity Boppity Boutique, which is every little girl's dream of getting a princess makeover by a fairy godmother. And Lane did a uh, pirate makeover and became like a, a, not a zombie pirate, like a, a skeleton pirate or something. Anyways, it was a really awesome morning. We took them to Magic Kingdom and Sean went with Lane to do his thing and I went with Harlow and we did the Bippity Boppity Boutique and it was so adorable to see her walk out of the Bippity Boppity Boutique with her Cinderella dress and her perfectly tied up bun in her hair and her jewelry and her sparkly makeup and she was so proud to walk through the crowd and have people look at her and they were curtsying to her and bowing and saying hi princess and it was lovely and magical and I'm so happy we did it I cannot stress enough how well worth the money that was for that experience um But I don't know how many of you have done a Disney trip with your kids or not. And the best way that I can describe a Disney vacation with your family, uh, with kids, with young kids, is it's a very bipolar experience for parents. (laughs) Maybe just me, but from what I was gathering from watching other parents in the crowd, it was, they were kind of 
on the same page, I think, as well. So what I mean by bipolar is one minute you are having like the most magical experience as a family and you're getting to, you know, see through your kids' eyes the magic of meeting the characters and going on the rides and seeing the shows and the fireworks. And then the next minute you are pulled out of that experience because one of them is having an absolute fit. Because even though you're on vacation, routine and scheduling is out the window. Things that kids thrive on and they're tired and they're not eating at regular times. So they're hungry and it's Florida. So it's typically very hot. And so as much as it's a magical experience... It's also at times a living nightmare in the happiest place on earth. So back to my meltdown. Um, as I was saying, we had a wonderful morning at Magic Kingdom. Harlow got to do the whole dress up thing, as did Lane. Um, but after about midday hit, it started to get really hot. And... Um, I could just see the wheels falling off of Harlow. She she is very much, um, she's a little bit of a control freak, <laughs> which is a quality I love in her because I know if it goes on with her in life, she's going to be like the CEO of a company or maybe even the prime minister someday, who knows. Um, but she, she has, she's got a very strong will about her and she likes things to be the way that she pictures them to be in her head. So if anything kind of goes off from that, then she has a really hard time coping. And we've actually, in the past, we've taken her to therapy. When she was about three and a half, four years old, we took her to a child therapist because she would just go from zero to 60 in the snap of a finger and have fits. And she, it was almost like a rage she would experience because as soon as something didn't go her way and as soon as she was frustrated, it would become a fit, like a fit of rage. And so therapy really helped with that. Um, and that can be a podcast for another day is therapy for children, but it did help her come up with, coping mechanisms and and strategies to deal with the frustration so that she knows that it's building up and so that it doesn't just hit her all of a sudden she realizes she's frustrated and it comes out in like a ball of rage um but at this particular moment I believe it was her lip gloss was smearing from her makeover and they had given us a little package with some eyeshadow and and lip color that they had used on her at the boutique. And so we're in a crowd, you know, being rushed right by Splash Mountain and we're rushing by tons of people. It's getting really hot. It's just after lunch and yet we haven't eaten yet. So we're all getting kind of hungry and Harlow starts having a fit because she can tell her lipstick is not on anymore. So I try to reach down at the bottom of the stroller and in my bag find this little makeup palette that she got from the boutique. But I'm taking too long. And she starts, you know, stomping her feet and whining and just not acting appropriately in the moment. And 
I could tell she was hot. She was hungry, but she was having a fit. And I could tell that she was starting to lose control. And that was the first moment where I got really upset and I felt out of control. And so what I did was (laughs) I acted like the child and got upset with her and kind of threw in her face that I had done this nice thing by taking her to the boutique and here she is acting like this and making me feel awful. And I got really upset and and walked away from our group and I sat on a, a rock and I just cried a little bit because she was just making... It was, it was a buildup of the kids having fits throughout the week and there being a lack of gratitude and a whole vibe of entitlement that I was getting from them and it was wearing down on me. And then finally in that moment, I guess I just snapped over it. And I'm not going to say that it was a horrible thing that I did that in front of them and I'll get to why after, but I did. I had a little pout session and... Sean took her aside and said, you know, like, look how how you're making mommy feel like mommy's going out of her way for you. And you end up yelling at her. Look how it makes her feel. And so that was the first little negative scenario in that day. Um, Harlow did end up coming over and giving me a hug and telling me she was happy that she got to do the boutique experience and that she was sorry so that's where I want to get to like I don't think that it's wrong when you point out the way that your children are making you feel I think I probably could have been a little bit less dramatic in the moment but hey it worked because she came over and she apologized and she acknowledged how she made me feel so anyways we carried on with our day and um there were more it's like that here and there and around seven o'clock at night none of us had really eaten yet we kind of just snacked throughout the day and we were waiting to get on the seven dwarves ride and we lane had fallen asleep in our arms while we were waiting in line so sean decided to take him out of the line and wait with him and harlow and i ended up in line for a very long time. We had waited and not moved at all for about 20 minutes when I finally said to Harlow, you know what, honey, I don't think, I think something's wrong. And that's when they announced that the ride was broken down and it was going to be another undisclosed period of time before it would be up and running again. So we decided to leave the ride. And luckily, just as we did, Winnie the Pooh came out across the, the, the road And he was doing meet and greets, so we compromised and we did that. Um, But at that point, when we had finished, we decided to head to the front of the park to Main Street so we could go watch the fireworks display, but we hadn't eaten yet. And we were were all starving. And so Sean and I went. My sister stayed with the kids. Lane was still asleep in, I believe he was sitting in like the stroller at this point. And we went and got food and we brought back hot dogs and I didn't know what the kids would want to drink. So I got a frozen lemonade and I got a root beer and we come over and we're sitting on the side of the road in the spot where we want to watch the fireworks go off and Lane stirred out of his sleep, which was good because I wanted him to eat. So we give him his hot dog, we give him some French fries and then he started whining for something And I could not figure out what he wanted. And because I couldn't figure out what he wanted and because he was so hungry and just waking up, 
he just started crying and it was inconsolable. And I didn't know what he was trying to say. No one knew what he was trying to say. He was doing this whiny cry that was just dragging on me. And I started to lose control very fast. And it turned into a full-blown panic attack, a meltdown. And to this day, it is the most mortifying moment of my life. I'm not proud of it. I'm still embarrassed when I think about it. But I basically just threw my arms up in the air and yelled like, I don't know what the F he wants. (laughs) In the middle of Disney, on Main Street, surrounded by parents with little children who probably did not appreciate the fact that I threw an F-bomb out in front of their kids, I immediately felt bad because that is a word I never use in front of my kids. And my poor sister... She didn't know what to do for me. And she was so worried about me. And she was trying to console Lane. And she was asking me, what can I do? What can I do for you? And I just was saying, there's nothing. There's nothing nobody can do for me right now. There's nothing. And I started bawling. And the lady sitting down on the curb of the road with her family was looking at me with these eyes of pity. And I remember just feeling like, like I'm... I'm here again, like here I am again in another panic attack, another anxiety attack, another fit of rage. And all this stemmed from having postpartum anxiety and depression when Lane was born. And what happened was with Lane in that moment crying and whining and me not being able to figure out what he needed, my PTSD from the time of when I had that severe depression and anxiety was triggered and I instantly felt like I was back in 2015 in that moment again and I had a panic attack and it was awful and embarrassing and Harlow was so upset because she had never seen me like that not that she can remember she doesn't see she for sure saw me like that but back when Lane was a baby and she's too young to remember thank goodness but she was so upset and she came over and she gave me a hug and then she started crying and that is kind of what pulled me together because I thought oh my goodness my little girl's scared because she's watching her mom fall apart and I I'm getting emotional (laughs) um but it pulled me together and I gave her a hug and I just said I'm sorry honey mommy's just really overwhelmed it's been a really long day and I don't know what your brother wants and then it just so happened in that moment um Sean was holding Lane and Lane reached for the root beer and the whole time that's what Lane wanted he wanted the root beer and not the lemonade (laughs) and I ended up just saying I, I need I need to take a walk And so they finished up eating and I went into a store and just kind of looked around and had some downtime and, you know, escaped the situation to breathe a little bit. But it it was bad. I felt terrible that my daughter was scared of what was going on in that moment. And so the vacation continued on and it got a lot better because I think that by Harlow seeing that point that I had hit, we talked about it a lot in the following days. 
And I explained it as when people don't release their emotions, they stay inside and they get really big until they explode out of your body. And that's why it's really important that we express our emotions when we feel them in the ways that we're taught to by our therapist because she remembers going to therapy. I tell her the ways that we're taught to express them. It's really important that we do those things, that we take a breath, that we count to 10, that we talk about what we're feeling before we start yelling and screaming about it. And yeah. And so I used it as a teaching moment and it did work because, um, it it made her feel a lot more compassion. It made her see me as a human. And she, when she started to feel upset, she would talk more because we were able to have that moment, that teaching moment of me explaining that if you don't let it out. If you don't talk about it, it's going to blow up. Um, so of course, when I got home, the first thing I did was message my therapist and say, I need to, I need an appointment. Like I'm just having a really hard time handling stress right now. And I was also finding that even just being at home with the kids, watching TV or anything, I was getting so emotional for absolutely no reason. Like, when we got home, the kids wanted to spend time watching Disney World videos on YouTube. So we would watch other people's family vacations, which is kind of weird, but on YouTube. And um, I would get choked up watching these families go on vacation. And they're not even my family. It was just weird. But I talked to my therapist about it. And I said, I'm feeling really guilty lately because... I've been getting so emotional and I feel like I have to like go leave the room and shed tears and I don't know why I'm even crying and then I come back and I'm so scared that the kids are going to see me cry. And um and then I also explained what had happened at Disney World and how awful I felt. And what she said to me in response was so what if they see you cry? And I just kind of paused and I was like what what do you mean? So what's the worst thing about your kids seeing you cry? Like what, what's wrong with your kids seeing you cry? And I just kind of sat there with my mouth hanging open, like, uh, and I couldn't really come up with an answer. I didn't really know what was wrong with my kids seeing me cry. And she went on to explain to me that it's actually really important that our kids do see us cry. And it's important for our kids to see us when we're stressed and overwhelmed. Because if they see us releasing the emotion and working through the emotion, then it teaches them not to be scared of their emotions and not to hide them. It teaches them that it's okay to cry. It teaches them that crying can be a good stress reliever. And so if you are watching my, if you watch, oops, if you watch my Instagram stories, yesterday I kind of vented and got open and honest and vulnerable and let everybody know that I was having a hard time coping with um, the lockdown that we're in right now because of COVID and that I felt like I just needed to just have a good cry to let it out. And that is something that I learned from therapy is that crying is, a good way for your body to release that stressful energy. And when you stop yourself from doing it, you're just kind of shoving those emotions back in. 
And I, for one, don't want to teach my children to shove their emotions back in because I don't want them to end up going to therapy constantly like their mother does. Um, nothing against therapy. I honestly love therapy. Um, but I do want to teach my kids to feel their emotions and to to speak about their emotions and to cry when they feel like they need to cry. There are times where Lane will be very upset because of something that his sister did and he'll sit there holding his pout and I can see the tears welling up and I'll just ask him, do you feel like you need to cry? And he'll nod yes and I'll give him a hug and I'll say, okay, cry, let it out. And then he'll cry and then we'll we'll talk about what we can do to fix the situation. And I think that is such an important lesson to be learned as parents, especially living in this pandemic and living in a lockdown and doing e-learning and working from home with the kids around. We're living in unprecedented times. We're living in times that we are not even mentally, we're not built psychologically to be able to be the teacher and be the parent. And work full-time or even part-time all in the same area. Those things are not all meant to happen together. And that's, we, we're doing it. We have to do it. So I think a really key, a really key factor in getting through this period is to acknowledge, accept, and release the emotions that we feel during it and to teach our children to do the same. Because our children are being affected just as much as we are, if not more. So, anyways, this is a little bit of a longer podcast today because I went off with my story about Disney. But I'm going to end it there. And hopefully you learned something from this podcast. Hopefully it made you think. And next time you find that you're spiraling out of control or feeling overwhelmed, don't be ashamed to explain that feeling to your kids. Because if you are showing them how to handle it and to not be ashamed of it, then they are going to turn around and they're going to talk to you when they're feeling that way. And I hope that this advice is something that you can utilize and that it makes this whole pandemic situation a little bit easier to handle anyways that is all for today I hope you guys have a wonderful week